Welcome to Word on the Straits, the podcast where we unpack straight culture. And let our fag flag fly. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Welcome, everybody. Post oh Welcome back. Post V-Day week. Uh thrilling stuff. We're partway through February. Swimming you know, in the sea of straight culture. Getting darker later. Frankly, that's what we're dealing with here. Come on, the coming of spring, the promise of a new tomorrow. The breaking news of the week is that Joe literally today, as we record, got his second dose of the vaccine. He can no longer receive the novel coronavirus. I got the fizzy fizz. I can't get the Rona. It's crazy. I feel very blessed. I feel very lucky to have received (laughs) the VIX. You know? I do work in healthcare. Like I said, I do carry around tubes of COVID spit sometimes, like straight up, like straight up. They're like, you had COVID spit in this tube. A well-deserved COVID receipt. So it's like, yeah, it's like, this is my receipt. I'm sorry. I'm 25. I'm sorry. You know, but I feel very lucky. It's crazy. It's like, I had a moment afterwards. I was like, if you told me, bitch, when lockdown started, that within a year I would have been vaccinated, I would have been like, what? Mary, what? And I would be where I am. It's just crazy, you know? The things we go through. The pers- the people we become hey, throughout yeah. the lockdown. Totally, yeah. I mean, and here I am not being vaccinated. How is your, I mean, I feel like people are like, you don't change, don't do anything different. Just keep doing what you're doing. But are you able to now do anything or are you more comfortable doing something than you were yesterday or in a couple of weeks as it fully encapsulates your body? See, you know what's fully encapsulated my body is the mental prison I've built for myself that is mm. my brain. You know, it kind of looks like chromatica, but it's mostly just like, now my brain just kind of looks like a dance floor, but I'm used to dancing by myself. So now I don't want anyone else on the dance floor. Does that make God, sense? God, I understand what, like you sort of, you need to. I need the whole dance floor because I'm still scared of people. So like, Yeah, I'm, and I'm, you yeah. need you need to break down your own barriers before well, you can get out in the world, I think yeah. is what you're trying like, to say. We all built up COVID walls. You know, we all put on double masks. It's like a physical, real, and masks. absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, who hasn't learned to cross the street if you see another human being? Which is, oh. you know, that's it's going to take us a while to get back to normal society. Yeah, I actively distrust everyone I see, so that's yeah. why. Plus, I feel. I mean, even I now, love people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And even now, 11 months into quarantine, I'll be watching TV and I'll be like, why aren't they wearing masks? And then I'm like, it's a TV show. Uh, So there's a lot that has completely affected us. Girl, you know, in arguably even bigger news, a volcano erupted in Italy today? In Sicily, on Sicily, Mount Etna erupted today. Darling, did you hear about this? This is crazy. I don't hear about anything anymore. I really need to figure out how to find out about current news. It's okay, just call me in the middle of the day. (laughs) <laughs> okay I'll be like, you'll let me know what's going on yes what yeah well what does that mean for us what is that the is Girl, that the new know. global crisis yes, i mean but uh, we'll talk about it i think when we get to the world on the streets i think when we get to the world on the streets it'll all come together i can't yeah. wait to see how that connects i know oh my god me neither you know what i'm so excited about is our effing guest today she's so funny I literally know. I I was thinking before the pod, we spend a lot of time on this show talking to 
Penn State University alumni. Girl. It's been a very long time since we've had someone who's currently <laughs> engaged as a student at the Pennsylvania State University. But one of our first eps was with a currently enrolled student. Very so true. Like, and a moment. I mean, and we've been keeping our, we've been nitney strong this whole podcast run. Girl, I've got my eyes on the valley. <laughs> I've got my eyes on the valley. I can't believe we've never done a podcast in the state college, but we'll, we're never well, we did our old podcast entirely at the college, but we'll figure out uh, <laughs> when to bring word on the streets on the tour. Maybe once we're both vaccinated. Okay, maybe anyway. That. Maybe that. Our guest today is a hilarious comedian currently residing in State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, and she is so funny on Twitter, which is how I came to even know who she is. Uh, but let's bring her in. Please welcome to the pod, Rachel Hobbs. Oh my goodness, hello. I feel like I'm standing with two comedy legends. I have That's only cool. ever heard insane, uh, insanely good things about both of you. That's oh my. Because you go to Penn State. Like you could yes. only see absolutely only imagine what your image of us is like that's hilarious yeah well i my my experience as a penn state alumni is one time i walked up to a circle of people i didn't know at a party at penn state and someone there uh knew who i was and then he said i can't believe i'm standing in the circle of the twitter greats or something like that and i didn't know who any of the people i was standing with were and i don't remember who said that but i was just like Okay, like, sure. Hype me up. Go off. If he knew your stance on Twitter now, like, that would break him. Like, I, I mean, I guess he must. I might. He must have been following throughout if he knew who I was. But who knows? Oh, yeah. I don't remember who it is. You're uh, Rachel. How are you? How, is it how going? are you doing? You know, I'm. I'm fine. I could be. Could be better. I'm currently. I believe. Uh, presently, currently, like throughout the past two weeks. Uh, have been going through my first ghosting. I'm being ghosted by someone. Oh, oh my god! Uh, and I honestly am not a fan. That's not uh, very LGBTQ of you to ghost me. Girl, it kind of is. It's like it is, and yet I'm also oh, lesbians. Right. I'm like, I feel offended. No, it's not mm. intrinsic intrinsic to lesbian culture. I don't. Know. No, absolutely not. We love talking. Right. Mm. I'm not heavily experienced, but from what I hear. But the gays? You mean as a lesbian? You're not experienced in lesbian culture? <laughs> right. is you mean? Okay. As, as a Just making sure I understood what, what you were saying. But I mean, look, I've ghosted. I've been ghosted. I'm and, a phantom. I am a phantom. Joe is primo ghost. Um, <laughs> but, you know, towards the end, I've, I'm, I'm currently engaged. Not engaged, engaged. But I'm currently in a romantic relationship. Uh, but towards the end of my dating, prior to this, I became better about texting people being like, hey, like, I don't think this is gonna work. And I think we're different people. So I don't wanna see you anymore. Uh, and I felt like that even when people would say that to me, it would hurt, but it would always be so much easier and better than the ghost maneuver. And I felt better saying it as the person saying that message, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, much rather than just be like, I don't wanna talk to you anymore. I'd be like, I totally understand. <laughs> It's hard to hear. It's hard to say, mm -hmm. but I, uh, I totally vibe. I sympathize with both parties. It's fucking yeah. hard, but like the yeah. ghost, the ghoster is obviously like the bad person in the scenario. <laughs> but it's like, 
I've been that person where even if it's not a relation, even if it's not a romantical scenario, I've been the person who like will put off saying something, you know? So it's like a habit that everyone has, but like, I feel like not everyone has it, but once you're in a relationship, everyone has that habit. It's oh, like yeah. the easiest out. It's like a hit and run, but you can't be doing that. But like at the same time, I guess, I feel like at this point, it's not great that this is true, but I feel like it is like an, it just is a part of culture now where people are just like, I mean, you just don't have to respond to anyone anymore or like ever. And you don't have to text them back and you could just block their number and you just ghost. And it's like, it's bad, but that's what people are, what people are at. Now here's my flip take on it. Isn't it bad that someone had the gall to text you in the first place? It's like, who gave you the right, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I didn't say it was okay for you to text me, but you texted me and I was just like, oh, now I just have to drop everything I'm doing and respond to this. I don't know about that. Oh, like texting in general? Just texting in general, yeah. Just yeah. like, you know, I hate being available. Like the fact that you, anyone can reach me, F that. Definitely. Are you, uh, Rachel, how are you feeling in yeah. the ghost oh, scenario? What's, tell us everything. You know, uh, well, it's my first time being ghosted, which is insane. I've ghosted people before in a way that's like, like I uh, had a falling out with a friend. And so I did not speak to them for years and then haven't spoken to them for years. I'm very good at doing that. But uh, I feel like with that, it's like, you know what happened. It was like, oh, I was an asshole. And then we stopped talking. Uh, but I feel like with dating, it's like, oh, no, I, oh, we just not vibing anymore. Cool. I'll just uh, stay here and. I it's guess, a whole different thing. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I'm I'm personally very bad at online dating. I don't have like profiles or anything, um, so the pandemic has very much hindered me because I can't meet people uh, in person. So when I do get ghosted, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So now I'm just uh, back to where I started, which is great. Bye, <laughs> yeah. bye. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, how are you meeting people in the pandemic if you weren't on dating apps? Oh, I meet them through class and school. Because I am a wow. women's studies minor and very Got it. the women's studies to queer pipeline is quite strong. Come on. <laughs> it's almost, I mean, it's one to one, basically. It's almost one to one. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But, like, are you guys in person class or is it Zoomtown? uh i'm yeah psu just started in-person classes this week um but i am not taking any of them so i'm on zoom town until i graduate in them in may oh my god wow yeah that sucks i'm sorry yeah no it's it's awful i stay in my room uh all day (laughs) all day well it's a beautiful room i had that tapestry in purple (laughs) you want to know something funny i didn't get it at the apple tree is that where you got that one uh, I think maybe my mom uh, gave it to me and I was oh, like, really? I don't know what to do with this. I have the same one, but I got it in Spain and I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And then I get back to state college and they were for sale everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Like, Thank you. I know state college right now. I can't even imagine my friend's little sister is there. And in the beginning I was like, girl, super spreader, Mary. It was a super spreader town. It was like, one of the largest hotspots in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was crazy. We're and all over like, the uh, You let the kids go back, like, <laughs> period. When you 
are told college is going to be what it is, I don't blame you for partying once they send you back to college during a pandemic. I mean, I kind of do, but it's like they should have known better. Well, like, yeah, I'm blaming you as a human being, but I'm like, you brought 40,000 18 to 22 year olds to the same location. It's like, no, I mean, that's an inevitable super spreader event, babes. Outside of a pandemic, it's always a super spreader event, girl. You know the STDs that fly around that town? That's what nobody talks about, but whatever. You're, it's a blessing in disguise. No, yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite also because the bars are open. Um, so it'd be one thing if like the bars were closed and everything like that. But I hate that. Yeah, the bars are like everything's like for indoor as if we were normal. Wait yeah. for real? Like it's it's shit party town, like. I mean, I haven't been to a bar because yeah. I, I, I want to hold on to the security complex of like, I didn't go to a bar during a pandemic for as long yeah. as I can. No, that'll um, stay with you for until you die, Mary. That yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, from what I've seen, yeah, the bars are open and people are just uh, chilling out. Vibe. Mm. Vibe. I mean, we, I guess uh, I shouldn't be surprised because that's the same thing here. Like, obviously, yeah. it's just, I mean, in Pennsylvania, I mean, state college is like in the middle of the the middle Pennsylvania. I don't really know how to explain central Pennsylvania to people, but it is a a deep a deep place in the U.S. Yeah, and like staunchly American. It's funny because they the only time I've ever heard of a town paying a business to close outside of like a pandemic scenario is state patty's day when they pay the bars to close down sometimes because it gets too raunchy yeah so like they were doing it before they were paying bars to shut down mama you know the pandemic of the party right like the party penn state is a pandemic it's an endemic sometimes like oh absolutely or it's an epidemic sometimes it's like the party is an epidemic because once you see people like going hard on a porch you're like give me a jello shot i guess what's going on yeah we will still uh see like because we live on beaver um and like you see it all yeah so like people we just see like huge groups huge groups walking down the street uh all weekend and i'm like where are we (laughs) this is some kind of hell universe for like with delta kappa kappa yeah (laughs) bring your plus one bring your vax card yeah, we're in hell, but it's cute. Yeah, yeah we're in but, hell, but at least we're like kind of probably more than 50% of the way through hell. Yeah, <laughs> Cross yeah. your fingers. Summer, summer will be cute. Like once the weather gets better, everyone's vibe is really going to change. <laughs> and like the vaxes are coming out. Like I have one. So like the GP can't be too far behind if I have one. General public. <laughs> okay. Very, I mean, I just didn't know what that meant. Um, Yeah, I mean, it sounds terrible and I'm sorry that it's affecting your senior year in this way. That's the least, that's the worst way you could go through it, I think. I've been, because we've been talking about it or we talked about it, my sister and I, we were like, I think this is kind of like the best time in our life for a pandemic to happen. We're just like young adults who lived in a city and it was just sort of like, well, nothing was really happening anyway, so might as well not do anything. Um, but then there's, and then we think about like parents and kids in high school and kids in college, and we're like, that would really blow. So I feel very bad for all of you over there. 
But I'm Thank sure there you. are comedy peeps that are also like not dummies who are like taking it seriously. Are you guys like bubbling at all? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I live with two other people uh, in comedy. Uh, upstairs is Ryan Hatfield. Oh, He's still sick. here. Oh yes. I was gonna say this has to be. I know exactly where room this is. LOL. Yeah, this is a uh, high street. Yeah, still, this, still here. I, LOL. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's another comedy house, uh, and we like to, and neither of us ever go anywhere. Um, yeah. So we always hang out together, but that's about it. Yeah, I've, in a bubble. I've always compared the Penn State comedy clubs to a frat, basically, where it's just like, it's like 50, it was like 50 to 60 or about of the same pe of the same people, and we all been like the, the four clubs, you know, just sort of yeah, all together. And they, it was great. I wouldn't compare it to a frat, though. Not like, I don't mean like. I know what you mean. I just I mean like, it's like, a, it was like a major organization. Vibe, vibe. Of, a, in a good way to meet people. It was great. Well, I mean, I love that you live with Ryan Hatfield. Yeah. He was great. He was, I, we, he was a freshman the year after I graduated. So we never actually crossed over, but Joe went to school with him. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's amazing. He is. <laughs> He was in flammo without me. We stand. We stand. How have you guys been doing campus comedy in this? Um, yeah, we've been doing it. Um, I'm trying to think. The most I think is Derby and Flammo. We've had a, a few Zoom shows. Flammo, I think more so. But um, that's basically been it. Is Zoom. Um, but it's really getting hard because we'll have like meetings but like everyone is just so tired of it's using hard. zoom yeah yeah it's so, hard. it's so hard it's not the same as being in person at all and i over the over the weekend maybe two weeks ago i did my first zoom show at, like ever and i did improv and right as the show was starting we got zoom bombed and people came <sighs> in and started sharing porn on the screen and Monica. saying the n-word over and over and over oh and just God. like making fun of people on the on the call it was terrible it was very it was very harrowing honestly and just like my heart was beating so hard and i like didn't know how to react it was awful i didn't even know people were still doing that yeah. yeah, it's awful. Derby, our first um, meeting of the year last year, we got Zoom bombed because we, like, there's no really way to promote, like, your Zoom or your group me or anything without, like, getting people in there. So we put it on our Twitter, uh, which was a mistake. And then we got Zoom bombed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's harrowing stuff. It's crazy. It sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like the the way to do it is like to have like a Twitch stream, I guess. But then you know that just seems so involved to like cast your Zoom call onto a Twitch stream. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we did a uh, YouTube live. Um, I yeah. think our first two shows last year, last in the spring, and um, yeah, it's hard. You have to use like a third party software and streaming software. And I was like, this is bullshit. I can't do this i and am I know, a comedy person yeah and i know that's gonna be like ten dollars a month or something to get, do it long term and it's like come on i don't have time for this it's nuts it's mm -hmm. nuts okay but i can't even imagine like these professors girl they didn't know how to use the projector <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't know how to turn on the computer like how are they teaching you online like i took a couple online classes at penn state it was some bullshit then. I can't even imagine what it is now. 
Yeah, I'm taking a few um, that are like online specifically courses this semester, which is good because uh, it's like the standard, like uh, what, yeah, what's it called? World Campus. Are, yeah, at least yeah. they're built to be online. Like I yeah. took those and they were like modules and like, it was like ancient art history. And I was at least like, okay, sick. Like I'm looking at the old things. Like this was at least manageable, but. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Now they're like. Yeah they are uh accidentally like unmuting people and like or like they don't the worst is when they don't know how to mute people uh so like someone will have their mic on and oh you'll God. just hear everything that's going on in their apartment and i'm like could you please mute them like you have the power you can do it uh they just don't know how i saw Sharing a video screen. i saw a video of a class on a zoom once and someone was like um professor Someone just put all the quiz answers in the chat. <laughs> and she was, then someone else was like, fuck you, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, 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 I saw that. Was, I mean, fuck Elizabeth for that, you know. School is a group project the whole time. I don't care what anyone says. It's all group oh, yeah. the whole time. You were in it together with your little third grade. Don't be a little, whatever, you know, don't be a Unionize the eight-year-olds. Unionize the three-year-olds, girl. Fuck this. <laughs> make them go to school and line up it's like unionize <laughs> if they make you line up unionize if you get one milk carton a day unionize <laughs> you gotta pull your resources lol oh my god i am like of course comedy finds a way though you can't keep the penn state comedy scene down it is <laughs> you tried they tried to kill us a lot many yeah. times we but we come back uh, yeah. Look, they couldn't push us down any further. And that's oh, why we were God. able to be still be here. We grew from the slime out <laughs> of the primordial ooze. Oh, wow. Like, okay, so what have people told you about us? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's only ever in the, only ever nice things, of course. Oh, no. But okay. it, uh, well, Steven Jackson, I loved Steven Jackson, knew much. him. So I heard some good things from him. Um, but it was mostly it's mostly like smaller memories, especially uh, like when in relation to comedy late night. I was gonna say, do you know about yeah. late night that got shut down? That yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one especially, the one that uh, people got locked out of and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. You at least heard that story because comedy. Of late, I hope. Like, did you ever get to experience some comedy late nights? Oh yeah, it was my favorite. It was the most wonderful time of the year. For, for listeners of the pod who don't know, Comedy mm -hmm. Late Night is a once a semester comedy crossover mm -hmm. event, usually starting at around 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. in a building where we rarely had the uh, correct clearances to be performing this show. But it went on for hours and hours of very, uh, you know, just a myriad of different bits. Oh. And, it, you know, it, it was always so much fun. Rachel, I ended every comedy late night with a different performance art piece that I would make up like a second before. Mm -hmm. And the first year was like really dumb. It was like me dancing to a Michelle Obama vine. Nice. Like, that was uh, good though. Wait, with literally this on my head, this witch stocking. It was oh my this god! Witch on my head. I would the very witch stocking. But I'm wearing um headphones. But oh my god, it fucking warms my heart. We literally came up with comedy late night as an idea, like sitting at a dining hall table eating like French toast sticks one night. Like, wait, we should just fuck around and do some skits. 
Well, oh, love to reminisce about the old college days. But what, why don't we move in the word on the straight? The word oh. on the straights for this week, I think, is the right decision at this time. Before we go too deep on uh, state college memories and all of our glory days. Get me out of there. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Rachel, thank you for being here today. The, today we wanted to talk to you about snow. snow. Yay. It's fucking everywhere. Rachel, where are you from originally? I'm from, I say Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, but I'm technically from Signal Mountain, Tennessee. Work. It's uh, Southeast Tennessee. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Blue Ridge Mountain baby up in here. That's me, yeah. Beautiful, I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. Oh yeah. I like... love that she's been getting like the attention she deserves for the past. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, that's ours. Um, oh, she, absolutely. Yeah. But it is so funny because people will be like, like love Dolly Parton, but where she's from, which is like Sevierville, I think, or Pigeon Forge, Pigeon they're about the same yeah. thing. Um, it's a tourist trap. It's it's terrible. Like everyone who's from Tennessee, we're like, we're not fucking going to Pigeon Forge. We're not going to No, it's Sevierville. Dolly It's Vegas. It's Hollywood. Yeah. And that's tough because Pigeon Forge is one of the best town names I've ever heard. Ever, girl. Very true. Very true. Eat with Pigeon Forge, I dare you. Yeah, like State College is uh, not the most original town name. No, but this Quite is where the pigeons are forged. Exactly. This is the place where they are from. They are crafted in the heat. <laughs> oh, my God. But Tennessee, like, it's beautiful out there. But do you guys get a lot of snow? Like, not really. Yeah, so I lived on a mountain. So we'd get some, more than most. We'd yeah. get, like, three inches on a good year. Um, but they're, like, I haven't. This is my first time shoveling snow. We just got a bunch, uh, and we've been getting a bunch, and it, it seemingly won't fucking stop. Literally, um, why is this year? I, like, I feel like I haven't seen snow for the past like three years, and now this year it won't stop. What is no, different about this year? For real, no, this is a thing, girl. What is different about this year, especially in Pennsylvania and New York, like the tri-state area? We have been seeing some light winters, darling. Some light winters. And now all of a sudden we are being shat upon by Father, what's his name? Snow. <laughs> Father Snow. Jack Frost, girl, whoever he is. Yeah. Where has he been and why is he here now? And you know what I think? It's part of the Rona. It's part of the global warming. It's part of the planet just being like, hey, guys, stop, you know? You think that the coronavirus is affecting the weather patterns? No, I think that the world, like Mother Gaia, is just like, she has a fever, she has some chills, and she's like, can you guys stop polluting so much, mommy? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what's happening. And we're experiencing unnatural weather patterns, but like, you know, this isn't so much as a reach, like this is real, like this is global warming. Like Athens, Greece, and the entire Southern United States is covered in record level snows. Mm -hmm. Not Athens, Greece, but just an example, Athens also got covered in snow today. It's just everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. I was going to say uh, climate change is correct, but I was thinking that Puxatani Phil is just getting stronger, uh, yeah. especially in his weather predictions, because we, he did say six more weeks of winter, He's and crazy. it feels like we're getting six more weeks of winter, so... And he had to cue the culture because they forgot about him and he had to remind the culture how important he was. Yes, very I, I true. mean, he's one of the few seers, the few prophets that we really have anymore. Yeah. Did you all know he's immortal? Oh, <laughs> they absolutely. Won't, 
he is it is it's been the same groundhog for 200 years and they won't tell us they He's won't tell us anything else. he has a, his own little like very luxe like enclosure they keep him in and you can look in and be like hey phil mm-hmm. okay but i looked up why we do this because i was like girl why do we do this and apparently it's like goes back to this like um germanic candle mist tradition of like reading natural elements like gopher move like once they once they got to pennsylvania it was a gopher i think it was like some flowers or like some more traditional divination or some shit back in europe and then they were like why not this gopher when they got to pennsylvania yeah it feels similar to like reading into the like a bird flying somewhere like a, a cat crossing your path all that sort of stuff animal uh animal div yeah absolutely so, i i'm not a fan i'm i mean i love what the snow looks like and i actually I, well, I came into this sentence thinking I was going to say something negative, but I, I ultimately ended up on a positive. Uh, I really do enjoy the snow. I like when a couple, like last week, we Joe and I were on a call, uh, and we and we hung up, and then I we hung up, and then I just like it was snowing so hard outside, and I just like needed to go out and walk around for a little bit. It was, and I was just like, this is so great. Just like it feels like I don't know. I feel like I'm in a movie. Exactly. It's snow is cinematic. Snow is magical. It like is like heavenly. Like it's coming down from heaven. It's not like rain. It's almost soundless and it falls much slower than rain. It's like beautiful. But then, you know, what's not beautiful is when it's been here for like three weeks and it's disgusting, you know, or like two days even. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the huge like mounds that are in the Walmart parking lot from them plowing. It's such like yeah. detritus. Like after a while, and it 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 picks up everything. Like it picks up your your prints. You know, it's it's memory foam in a way. It's nature yeah. Foam. Plus, it's unfortunately white, so anything that happens to it is very clear. Like if anything touches it, you're like. This is someone peed here, or like there's dirt right here on on it. So it's like it's very easy to mess up the beauty of the snow. It is yeah. eye opening to see all the dog piss, you know, to see it like truly how much there is like per square foot of the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm good. Well, I mean, there's a big thing on TikTok right now of people melting. Like they get a cup of snow and then they melt it in the microwave. But I feel like a lot of it is faked on how dirty the snow is. But then I don't know because I'm not sure. Like I, cause, cause I feel like cause rain is clean, right? Usually, yeah, clean enough. Rain, yeah, it's pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get tricked by TikTok trends so frequently. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why all these kids are eating Tide Pods, putting Gorilla Glue on their head, like, or like, I saw this TikTok of this girl that had one of those silica packets and it said, do not eat on it. And she's like 13 and just never heard of it. And she was like, I'm going to be funny and go on TikTok and be like, really? Don't eat? Mm, girl, how bad could it be? It's like, this is not a funny line of thought. Girl, IDK, Mary. It's like, just don't die. Like, you're going to the ER because you're just a fucking idiot. Like, shut up. <laughs> I can relate though to just sort of not, I don't know, like they don't know what something is and they get confused and then something happens. 
like when I was like, don't eat, and she's just doing it to like be a little spiteful on TikTok, and like she could possibly intoxicate herself just for the fuck of it, like for sure. What I'm what I'm saying is that one time I was twelve and I was in a Claire's accessories. Okay, and and I didn't. I didn't. I was looking through the wall of various things that I like. Just I don't even remember anymore. But I saw something that was. Like I thought a fake toy or something that was like, it looked like a fire alarm, but I thought it wasn't really. And so I pulled it (laughs) and the store, they started screaming at me uh, because I had pulled the real fire alarm. So it's easy to make a mistake. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, kids are going to be stupid no matter what. Uh, the, right. it, social media does make it more, uh, gives them an incentive to do it. But I remember, like, yeah. uh, me and my little brother, there's one time we uh, sprayed Raid all over ourselves because we thought it was bug spray, <laughs> and we thought those were the same thing. Yeah. Um, so we sprayed Raid all over ourselves, and then my dad oh, got mad at me, and he said, look, it says, keep out of reach of children. Are you not a child? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm seven like, years old, and I can't read that well. It's literally his fault. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, sad. social media gives you incentives to do it, but it also right. lets you see so many other stupid things that are happening in the world like right. i feel like you true. see so many more idiot kids now i see there are so many babies out there that i've now seen that i never would have seen if not for social media it's like and he, babies. they really keep them tucked away <laughs> you know like they're never out and about especially not during the pandemic i saw a cute video of a pandemic baby like one who was born in the midst of all of hashtag all of this and um like it was like one of his first couple times going out to a store and like he was just like amazed at all the different things he was saying it was very cute oh my god i feel for the babies that only know this yeah Yeah. awful (laughs) but also a pretty good another good time to have this happen like if, if you if you have to go through a pandemic either be a young adult or a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um... Question ahead. about the vaccine. Will the children of vaccinated people be vaccinated? Huh? Like if I if if I'm vaccinated. Oh, we're and... working on a whole different vaccine for the kids. It's going into trial right now. And this is gonna be something that they need to do on their own time. Yes, and this is speculation, but this is something interesting I've heard, maybe, that will be done in the future, is that, like, when you get the flu shot, your coronavirus shot just might be all wrapped up in there, if it keeps mutating and shit like that. That makes sense, because it is technically the flu or something like that. It's it's the common cold. It's different than the flu. It's a different virus, but it's, like, in the same, it's, like, a respiratory virus, which I think the fuck the flu is girl i like it's so hard because like i work in a place where people know what they're talking about but i don't know what i'm talking about so but i kind of know i don't know and again this is just like something i heard people being like oh maybe they're thinking about doing this maybe it'll be its own separate shot maybe we'll just need this one vaccine girl i don't know i just feel like it would be easier if humans (laughs) adapted to have a hole in their arm where people could give shots and then it wouldn't hurt as much. Mm, okay. I'm a, I'm going to tell the robots, uh, <laughs> the robots right, like, to work on that. 
I just when feel they like build us for the Matrix. The first line of cyborging should we'll be have to have a little hole on your non-dominant arm where it can just be an easier insertion point for the needle. I might do that. Yeah, someone should get on that. Get on like puncturing, pre-puncturing people. Well, that would extend to like people with diabetes who need to check their blood sugar every day. That's true. If See, they... I'm not just a baby. I'm thinking about the everyman with diabetes. Uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So getting back to snow. Yes. I, like <laughs> shoveling the walk is a big part of snow. And I feel as though this is somehow part of straight culture, except like as a gay person, sometimes I shovel the walk, but like not a lot, you know, like I don't want to do it. And like, I feel like it's part of the whole rigmarole of being straight that it's like, no, you kind of shovel the walk. Yeah, I think there's definitely some toxic masculinity um, sprinkled in there too, because you gotta be strong. You have to be really strong to shovel snow. Uh, it hurts, it takes out your muscles. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's like, well, it's also one of those things that's like, um, like when you were a kid and the teacher was like, I need some big, strong boys to come uh, pick up these chairs for me. Uh, then like- They would you, be saying that. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of, I feel like in a way it's sort of like that. It's like, oh, I need a big, strong man to come shovel my drive. And it's like, no, I can, no, I'll shovel, shovel it myself, but then I'm in pain the rest of the day. So maybe well, I should take like, advantage of it. Does it, do I really need to? Like what is, <laughs> what's the, what is the negative of not shoveling my walk? It's like, it's either going to be, the snow's either going to be on my sidewalk or it's going to be in the yard next to it. But it's like, what's that really changing for anybody? We see that as the snow melts and freezes and melts and freezes and melts and freezes, like it can just form like big ass ice sheets on your sidewalk. And like, that's mm. not cute. Like, that's not, like, I understand. But like, girl, especially in like th three different apartments are in my house. Whose job it is? Whose job is it to shovel our walk? Like, technically, our landlords, but like, they're not even here. So, like, what's going right. on? I yeah. can't believe I didn't mention this at the very top of the episode. That's been on my mind all week. But on Valentine's Day, after I woke up, I was and we made breakfast. I was taking out the trash in the recycling and I went outside and on the top step I was going down the stairs to take out the garbage bag on the top step of my cement steps was a patch of ice and I didn't realize it and I fell backwards on my back and landed on the like my back like the cement right angle of the steps oh. landed directly on my lower back and uh like Mm. Scraped me real bad. It was terrible. And I'm still uh, a bit in pain today. But so, yeah, I think I know what they're doing about the ice sheets. I guess that I'm convincing myself that maybe I should be shoveling my walk more frequently or at least throwing out some ice. I mean, some salt. Right. The salt life hack is what I mean, that's that whoever figured that out was a prince. <laughs> Poor one the fuck out. But it's like, girl, as. I have to bring it up. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what no one wants to hear. The runoff from all the salt, girl, it's not good. Like, we use all this salt on the roads and our sidewalks and shit, and it just runs away into the into the water and the, and the plants and the trees and the bees and the things. And, and that is bad. It's kind of bad just because it's not like salt isn't naturally occurring. It's just that's a lot of salt in one place. You know, don't oversalt your food. True. Don't oversalt your earth. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, like, what else are we gonna do? This shit is crazy, and we gotta go. 
so like sand works, but like, you know, I can get behind salt. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's not that bad. Sand yeah, there's is like the eco-friendly, same thing. eco-friendly salt. Yeah, sand also, it's just like to give you friction or traction on top of it, but the salt yeah. actually melts the snow, which is dope. Sand just kind of sits on top. But like, I don't want to shovel to walk. <laughs> I never want to. It you know sounds, it's terrible. I'm also, never... if you're doing it and it's going to snow, it's all of your effort is wasted and you're going to have to do it again later, which sucks. It sucks. That's like the, I was driving and it was snowing so much. I had to get out and brush off my back window again because I couldn't see out the back of it and it wasn't melting fast enough. Mm, that, I just... I just got so used to not having to take care of a sidewalk or a car when while living in New York. So now having to do both in this winter has absolutely ruined me. Uh, and I hate it because some I'll go outside and like, okay, it's time for me to drive somewhere. And then you look at your car and there's a foot of snow on it. And then underneath the snow is a sheet of ice like we were just discussing. You gotta get the scraper thing out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'll just walk. Hello. Yeah. It's also, I have to do, uh, we have to shovel our uh, sidewalk that goes around the house. And then we also have to do the driveway. Well, we don't have to, but if you want to leave, then you should. Um, And our driveway is gravel. So I don't, uh, I'm basically just like throwing rocks rocks. into the pile. And uh, it's a mess. It's totally, it's awful. Yeah. Frankly, that feels illegal. I, yes, it should just, I mean, as Joe discussed earlier, I feel like, if you live somewhere that a landlord owns, the landlord is in charge of that. Yeah, hello. Yeah, it's in our lease. And I'm also like, this is free labor. Oh. I didn't sign up for it, but it's still free I mean, labor. It's written into the lease that you have to do it. Yeah, uh, our apartment has to shovel and then the upstairs apartment has to cut the grass. It is public knowledge that the realtors in State College, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm are devils and scammers and (laughs) will make people live sam lived in a room without a window that's just illegal you know like they're fucked up they and they scam these children and their parents for all the money that they're worth because like that you have nowhere else to live otherwise you were living literally 20 minutes away in a development you know or like you have to take the bus it's like wait rachel you have no options are you saying you live at the corner of beaver and high street Yes, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got oh, it, got it. Comedy house, the comedy house. The comedy house. But is am I correct in what I'm thinking? Yes. yes no? Okay. Yeah, Understood. Yeah. Understood. I spent a lot of time in that. We have uh, a lot basement. of history in this house. Anyway, now my heart is pounding. Now my legs are I feel strange <laughs> now that I've pieced things together. Oh, um <laughs> Okay, you but my mom. Well, just I mean, you oh, currently reside in my ex-boyfriend's house. Just saying, yeah. let's throwing it out there. I and I figured it out. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to say it, but absolutely. Anyway, what were you saying, Joe? My mom has a really incredible feminist reclamation of mm-hmm. shoveling the walk. She sweeps the sidewalk of the snow. It's very like strega nona vibes, and it's very like the shovel is so so masculine so rigid so modern the broom is so feminine so symbolic and so witchy and i like that joe's mom's shoveling slash sidewalk management is legendary and we all strive to be more like deb in all in all facets of our life including 
how beautiful our walk looks in the winter. She's really the vanguard on this and many others. Yeah, I think that's genius. I actually just started, because our porch is brick, so it's not easy to shovel at all. And so I started uh, sweeping it. It does, it makes me feel like a little shopkeep. Right. Uh, I'm just like brushing off the old, so I should take, I should take that party to the sidewalk. That's genius. I don't know how, it's amazing. Give it a go. Yeah. Wow, that is like a full house you guys are taking care of though. Like that is a domicile. Like, yes. <laughs> like some, like some, uh college apartments you really maintenance is low but like you guys live in a home that's a house yeah i had to tape in the uh fridge light bulb the other night and like yeah. pulled my back <laughs> i was oh. like this is what i fucking get for living in a house i gotta I do all this maintenance it's like i'm a little homebody for real we all especially are. with the quarantine my roommates will like go to their in-person classes and i'm like okay i'll be at home uh taking care of the house i'll be, I'll be here text me if you need anything if yeah. you want me to cook you anything while you're gone i drove them to class today actually you yes. know like, the little the little mom dropping off her kids I was like, okay <laughs> have fun guys stay hydrated yeah take notes i'm like wow and state college is no joke about snow they get a lot of snow yeah it's also um we get in trouble if we don't shovel enough so we've been very good uh, about like shoveling like while it's snowing and stuff like that because if we don't we'll get like a little pink slip um which is awful and then i'm also like i don't own this property <laughs> i did like not ask yeah like yeah the terrible thing about the pandemic going forward is that i feel like snow days are a thing of the past i yeah. just feel like if at a, at a certain point we'll be like okay well it's too snowy. We're having a snow school day where everybody just get on your computer and zoom into class today instead. It's like give the kids they're taking away everything. You make these kids get up at what ungodly hour of the morning to come to this stupid place anyway? You know, it's like some days they deserve it. Some days it's better for the kids to experientially learn with their bodies and sled down a fucking hill than it is for you to fill their heads with lies that you call social studies anyway, girl. Let's talk about how the <laughs> curriculums are. If you, we wanna go there, if we uh, wanna go there. I mean, you took our, you took yourself there. You brought, you brought us with you to that location. Yeah, you're welcome, welcome here. No, JK, JK, but like, it's like let the kids fucking play in the snow. What are you doing? It's like, there are so many studies too about how bad being on Zoom is for all of us and how bad being on social media is for all of us. That's some real science. Yeah, not necessarily snow day related, but if you wanna hear some real bullshit, um, we're not having, Penn State isn't having a spring break this spring, which I understand, but instead they, yeah. So instead they gave us mental health days, um, which are random, a singular Tuesday and Thursday in March and February and I think April. Uh, yeah. where we don't have any work. Uh, and I'm using a lot of air quotes because that's bullshit. Yeah, wait, um, what do you mean? If you have like, we technically don't have class and we aren't having assignments on that day, but we still have to work because we have work the next day. Yeah. Uh, hence, that's why we had the whole week before. Um, so, yeah. yeah, Zoom is really fucking up our concept of breaks as well. You do get out two weeks early, but like, that's not what the break is for. The break is needed. Yeah. The time you get to the spring break, you are spent. 
yeah, it is a, it's an important time. I mean, I use it and this is like so stupid because I've, you know, but um, I use it to like visit my family who are 11 Absolutely. hours away uh, instead of, could be partying, but. Um, we could be like doing anything. That's the point. Exactly. It's your time. Um, so yeah, it's, I can't even believe they, I can't believe they're taking away snow days as if they're already deciding to take I them know. away, but. What will they do next to the kids? What will they do next? And it's like, I feel bad for a lot of people that are experiencing intense snow and governments that are just telling them to fuck off. Like, what's going on? Are you talking specifically about Texas? Yeah, like Texas. Like, like Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't, I mean, this is another, I really need to figure out how to learn about current events more. Um, but I've, I've only been really getting that in pieces and I don't really understand everything that's going on there. But mm. it sounds the horrible. same thing from being on Twitter. I'm still only getting pieces, you know? Yes. Mm. Twitter is uh, my only news source that I'm willing to consume. And ha- it's like also proven that half of that is lies. So Yeah. Six Twitter, TikTok, the news is fake. We, <laughs> that's what we're saying. But... Yeah, it's like, this is Nortz. We're really, but remember when it got really cold, the polar vortex? Remember the polar vortex? We had like, we had like, because it was so cold. It wasn't even that snowy, but it was so cold that we couldn't go to class, which was cool. But then we also weren't supposed to be outside for longer than like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. They were like, frostbite warning. It's just funny because the further north you get, the more bitches are just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's nothing. Yeah. Mm, there's been a lot of that lately where people are like, well, I'm actually from the north. And so what about all? Of I them? don't really feel cold. Like, there's an entire country north of the United States. How do they, how are they doing? Like, what's going on? How has Canada been for the past ever is my question. I don't know I anything. Don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong people. We're two Americans. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm an American, and I'm also Southern. Uh, this is all very new to me. My delicate Southern body. We're very fragile. Yo, Rachel, um, I looked at your Twitter, and I don't even follow you, but I was like, "Wow, this is so funny." I just have to like this tweet. Oh, your thank Twitter you. Very funny. How, thank like, you. Yeah, you guys introduced me as a like Twitter and a comedian, and I was like, "Oh, cool. I guess I am those things." Um, no, like, you definitely are. You're so funny. Thank you. Absolutely. Like, how do you use Twitter? How's it going? Like, what's the Well, how do I use Twitter? I just use it as um my own personal thought bank. I'll just tweet out whatever silly little things in my head, and then I'll tweet it. Uh, I usually also sometimes use it for like serious stuff. If there are serious things happening. I know. Um, I two speeds on Twitter. It's like, yeah, fully. Bad. Yeah. It's like extremely political or like, hey guys, I just farted today. Let's talk about poop, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two speeds, sorry, get used to it. Yeah. It's the duality of man. Duality of... Yeah. Your main Twitter is where it's either politics or jokes, and then your private Twitter is where it's depression and horny. These are the the two Twitters. This is the law. That is the law of man. The shadow self. It's crazy, but it's your digital shadow self. So it's like, what? I love Digimon. Um, do you guys have any more thoughts on snow? 
it's like it is harmonious i see its value but like it's also harmful it's like moderation is no yeah i agree it's beautiful but i also understand how it gives people heart attacks from shoveling and whatnot <laughs> i think that it helps us appreciate the beauty of the warmer seasons because we're like remember that that sucked oh, yeah. that'll, that'll never happen here I, uh... but that i think that it's time we can move into iconic not iconic how does that feel for everybody sure absolutely rachel this is our final segment of the show where we have pre-prepared three topics and we'll go through them one by one and we'll count down from three. And after that, we'll all say at the same time whether we think that thing is iconic or not iconic and then we'll discuss. Sounds good. Whack. Joe, what's up first? First up, we've got swingers. Like? Like, yeah, like couples this swing. Couples swinging. Okay. Three, three two, two, one. one. Iconic. iconic. Yeah. I think it's yeah. iconic. I think it's an evolved place to be sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it's iconic sure. because everyone knows what it is and who, what we're talking I... about when we say swingers. Like, and I, and I feel like that both the idea of it and people's thoughts on it and just like how it happens has changed so drastically since like the 70s key parties or whatever that we yeah. like right learn about through osmosis oh, we learn about through osmosis yeah it's very interesting also because it's like some people refer to it as like a joke but it's also i feel like basically polyamory for quote-unquote old people i don't want to call adults <laughs> old because eventually i will be one sure. um but like because it seems like polyamory is more like a, a young person's game or that's how it's treated but with swingers it's like iconic parents just doing whatever they want it's like nothing's new under the sun, especially not sex, you know, like as yeah. much as people say they haven't been having it, they've been having it for centuries. I thought we I thought Gen Z came up with it. No, Gen Z invented <laughs> sex. Gen Z invented sex, of course. Mm. They invented everything, including Gorilla Glue and TikTok. I saw a video of two like 18 year olds or whatever who were like, guys, we just, we invented this drink. We call it blackout juice and oh, it's, yeah. and they poured vodka and then like club soda into a cup. It was, oh, no. I love the kids. I love the kids. I invented Halloween juice, which was you take, um, if anybody brings you any bottle of liquor or if anyone brings like a bottle of liquor to a party, you put a shot of whatever it is into, um, a, f a, a three quarters drank jug of apple, apple cider. juice, apple cider, and then you just let it sit for a couple months, and that's Halloween juice. Um, and you take fine. shots of it at the end of the year. Yeah, at the end of the semester, you take shots. Um, I feel like swingers. What was I gonna say? Like, it it feels like it it's different in my mind from polyamory because I feel like with swingers, it's like it feels like a one night only ordeal. And right. I feel like with like you swing and then you go back to your uh, picket fence. Exactly. It's like you swing from picket fence to picket fence. I think swinging is one of the best things straight culture has going for it because it's like <laughs> not straight culture, you know? It, oh yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. Yeah. You it know? is, but it's going against the like 2.5 kids yeah. of it all. Because it's like, oh, maybe monogamy isn't realistic and maybe this is a very healthy way to do it. It's like safe. These people 
probably aren't going to give you STDs if they are in also a monogamous couple and like you are just swinging with them or whatever. Like if that's the game. I mean, if that's the deal, but it's like if you're all if you're in like a group of people who are all swinging, it's like they're probably not just swinging in this one group, you know, so it's like it's the same thing as a hookup culture. I guess. I guess it's case by case, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've never engaged. I've always either been relationship or not. Right. Yeah. Involved. Anyway, but like, also everyone knows about it. Like, it is just like the common sexual variance. Which is like, oh, y'all's just swinging, okay. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, well, it's not cheating, but it's like... It's the it's the it's the it's the okay form of cheating. Yeah. Yeah, it's a I think you're right. It's a very straight form of polyamory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's up next, Sammy? Next up we have Burt's Bees. Ooh, Ooh. not sponsor. <laughs> We'd love, but We'd not. Love. Uh three, two, one. Iconic. Absolutely. I mean yeah, a me lifesaver. A lifesaver that I feel like I forget about all too frequently, where I'm just like, oh, my lips really hurt, and I'll think of that for, like, a day. And I'll be like, why didn't I use chapstick at the moment that I started thinking about this? You guys, they were handing out lip balms with the vaccine. <gasps> That's good. I was like, what? Like you could get the you could get the vaccine through your lips? No, they were like, I'm sorry, <laughs> that sounded crazy. They were like, oh, thank you for coming. Free lip balm? And I was like, Okay, but the lady with the lip balms wasn't there when I was leaving. And I was like, okay, I no. didn't want one. But now the fact that I didn't have the opportunity, now I want one. But Burt's Bees, girl, like, why do I trust their brand? I trust their brand because the products are good and they say they're vegan and they got that little guy on them. And they're like that, they're like that pale pastel. And like, yes. Yeah, a little hipster man on the front. He really sells it for you. For real? Sells itself. My thing with chapstick in the pandemic is sort of like it's obviously still working, but with the mask on, I, I like the sense I'll get stay in with you, and I feel like it, it it gets cold. I don't know. Chapstick has a weird effect on like how you f feel sensations and temperatures. Vibe. It's weird. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Um, well, when you said Burt's Bees. The chapstick is clearly in like the cultural, in the zeitgeist. But um, growing up, my dad used a uh, green medicine Burt's Bees or Burt's Bees green medicine yeah. for everything. Every injury we ever had, he just put Burt's Bees green medicine on it. Um, so that's why I said it was iconic. But the chapstick is also good. The product I, I think of when I think of Burt's Bees is this fucking like complexion stick I used to have. It was like this roller ball with like a liquid toner in it. And it was like, oh my God, I would just like put it on my under eyes and I would be like, mm. it was just like invigorating your sinuses and like toning like this part of your fucking face. I loved it. Okay, well, I guess I'm here to represent all the people who when I said Burt's Bees thought of the Burt's <laughs> Bees chapstick. <laughs> yeah. And very like, fair, very like fair. One of their most, if not their most popular product. It has to be. That is absolutely their number one. Yeah, because everyone has chapped lips. And that's Girl, it. Absolutely. Joe, yeah. so what's last? Last up, we have the accounting department. 
three, three two, two, one. one. Not, not iconic. iconic. It's sad because, like, I know some cute, like, cool, amazing people that work in accounting, but Mary, no one's ever excited to go to accounting. Mm-mm. You know. Yeah, and even like, even as someone who I feel like I'm usually like, well, I feel like it's iconic because I feel like everyone's heard about it and knows what it is, and I guess that is still true of the accounting department. But I feel like there's such a heavy weight against it in the culture that I just feel like people aren't thrilled about it. And I feel like even though it, like people know what it is, they're still not gonna be like, yeah, or like any, they're like, nobody's ever excited that they recognize the concept of accounting. Yeah. Yeah, they just want your money. That's why you ever go to like the accounting departments. They want your money or like you need their help with, like it's just too much. There's too much math in it too, to be iconic. I don't think math can be iconic. Yeah, it's hard for math to be iconic. It has to be theoretical. In my yeah. opinion. It has to be like the limit does not exist or like a graph. It can't just be like some numbers. You know, it's hard for math to be iconic. Finances are hell and I hate thinking about even mine. So I'd hate to think about a businesses. And it's like, right. if, if I'm going to accounting, it's probably like, oh, my check was messed up or like I didn't fill out my time card or like, fuck, you know, like it's probably because like I did something wrong and I have to like, help get it sorted out you know it's like when when you go to accounting there's a problem you never go to accounting when just because right yeah i i'm like name one iconic accountant you can't right. exactly. you can't do it the only one that comes to mind is the one in the bitch better have my money video but <gasps> rihanna kills him because he inspired the song because he fucked her over so again we hate accountants exactly the only one that I'm thinking of is the cultural accountant where people say they work in accounting so that they don't have to explain that they get all their money through an OnlyFans account. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like obvious when you get your money from OnlyFans and not accounting though. Like, really, did you wear that to work? But pe- but that's why people are like, I work in accounting so people don't ask any more questions about it. And that's, <laughs> that is a severe knock against the iconography of accounting. My next yeah. question is, why are you wearing an OnlyFans tank top? <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, casual day. It was casual day. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. This was so wonderful. Very glad we had you on. Before we get the plugs, Reminding everyone to go out there and get tested. We're reminding everybody to go out there and get registered to vote. And reminding everybody to go out there and give back and give your time, energy, money, and effort to causes you believe in. Rachel, where can people find you online and what do you want people to look out for? Um, well, just Twitter is well the only thing I'm most comfortable with. You can try Instagram. Um, I'm very public, but there's nothing there. Um, so Twitter and it's at it's just Hobbs, uh, and that is the phrase, it's just Hobbs, uh, not to say that it's just the word Hobbs, which as I say it, I realize is quite confusing. Um, but yeah, Twitter primarily. Um, it's and- It's a great bit, because every time you explain it, people are gonna laugh, that's hilarious. Yeah, my Instagram <laughs> is also just underscore Hobbs, so I'm like, I really didn't think this through, did I? I but yeah, and then not many, not many huge comedy PSU projects I can think of coming up. Um, but hey, just be on the lookout. Uh, Froth Derby Second Floor Stand Up. We're always doing, or not always, but we're trying, <laughs> we're trying really hard to do stuff during the pandemic. Um, so yeah, 
watch these spaces. Exactly. Watch these spaces. Uh, give plasma if you can. Give covalescent plasma uh, for COVID patients as well. Yeah. Amazing. Like Sick. I didn't know we were low on plasma. Well, it's like a treatment for COVID-19. If you've had COVID, you get the antibodies. So that's like what Tom Hanks is doing. Yes. Got it. They don't need plasma. They have the plasma that we need. I've got the plasma. Yes. Uh, you can follow me at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow my other podcast at Bitter Juris Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are barreling through book three of Avatar The Last Airbender and having a wonderful time sickening wow book three. Oh my god i can't believe you were there already you can follow me at queervo queen on instagram and twitter and you can follow this podcast at word on the str8s on instagram and twitter and i am here to plug megan the stallion's uh Southside forever freestyle that shit is so fucking um fire um rachel literally thank you so much for being here it's an honor to have a uh, Penn Stater on the pod who's like currently there and like enrolled and shit. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Love you, Lions. Love you, Lions. <laughs> oh we never talked about Drag Race UK. We'll definitely do it next week, of course. Bing, okay. bang, bong. <laughs> Bing, bang, bong. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.